Happened last night. You find out the morning after. Let's do this thing. What's going on, everybody? The morning after live on Sports Grid TV. Thanks for joining us on Zumo on Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We appreciate it. I'm not Gabe Morenci, but I'm your host, Mike Blewett. I'll be filling in for him today and for the rest of the week. He's traveling to do some promotional work, to do a couple of shows for his band, Homicide. So we'll be talking to him today throughout the week. He'll be joining us, but uh, it's me and Joe. What's going on, Joe? How are you doing? Trying to get over that Maction action last night. Oh little uh, little Akron. And uh, how about that Western Michigan-Ohio game? We did uh, 10 nothing at half, Mike. 10 nothing at half. Wow. So we had some second-half action in that one. So to catch everybody up, I was on Game Time Decisions last night. Joe was on with Gabe, and uh, Ariel Epstein was uh, on there as well. Ariel Epstein was on there as well. So we talked about these games, and people were kind of getting hot on Akron. And I, I noted that they'd only scored nine points over the previous month. Now, they beat that total yesterday uh, all by itself. Uh, they scored mm-hmm. 14 points yesterday. Unfortunately, uh, the 17 points that they were getting, not enough, Joe. Mm-hmm. Just short is what it was. But that's why, and guys, we tell you all the time, uh, that's why second-half wagering and in-game wagering, yeah, that can right a whole lot of wrongs that you had uh, pregame there, Mike. Yeah, uh, very true. Uh, didn't think <laughs> we were going to lead with Maction, but here we are talking about z- the Akron Zips, the 0-10, I believe, Akron Zips. So <laughs> Set the record. Yeah. So... <laughs> Oh, that's right. They did not cover 10 games in a row, right? First time ever from the start of season, a team went 0-10 and never covered a single spread. Man, that's a trend that you didn't necessarily see coming. But uh, in any event, the big news, obviously, is that Kentucky goes down last night. Alex mentioned it in the update, 67-64. It was close late. They had some opportunities, including a last-second three-pointer, fell short. Walter McCarty, a former Kentucky star and NBA player, uh, coach of Evansville, a huge win for him. Uh, really cool to see. I don't really think it impacts Kentucky negatively much at all. It will in the polls short term. But these Kentucky teams are usually turning over with so many new players, Joe, that they'll be fine come March. I know we'll uh, find them in March. It ain't going to be at the NIT, people. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll come back. We'll talk more Kentucky uh, hoops. We've got Jerry Palm and Bobby V on today. We'll be right back. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text YOUTH to 321321 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text 
youth to 321321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all? Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow, the number 100.com. I had great results. I lost 70 pounds. I weighed 265 and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. A lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every day. I'm going to take it forever. That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say. When you listen to your radio commercials, you say that's not possible. But since I've experienced it, your commercials aren't strong enough. I am 76, and I've had a belly for way too long. My whole body is shrinking. My energy level has gone up. And the only thing difference is under 400. It's great stuff. I tried other products, and nothing happened. Guys, if you'd like to lose stubborn belly fat, gain energy, and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435 888-400-0435 andro400.com What's going on everybody? Morning after Mike Blewett and Joe Rainieri. Find him on Twitter at Joe Rainieri. I'm on Twitter at Mike Blewett. Follow us all on at SportsGrid on Twitter and follow us on YouTube and Instagram SportsGrid TV. Gonna have all the wagering information you need all the time. So, uh, doing a great job on social media, on Instagram and, and Twitter lately, putting out some good information, good clips of, of prior shows, and some really good nuggets of information. So, uh, I encourage you to go there and, and follow everything. So, all right, Kentucky. Let's let's just start from the beginning, based on what the numbers were going into this game, Joe. And it's that they were 40 to one on the money line, a 25 point spread. It's the largest. Let me get the exact number right. The 25 point line matches the third largest betting upset in the last 15 seasons in a Division One versus Division One basketball game. So mm. it is a sizable upset. I'm really, I, I thought it's a cool story, obviously. I don't think it means that much for Kentucky. Coach Cal, I think, is going to use it as a motivational tool. I don't think it's going to hurt their resume that much. We'll see what Evansville does in the Missouri Valley. Um, I thought it's just a very cool story for Walter McCarty to be able to do that. I read a story about him getting this job um, last year or so. I think I read it in The Athletic. And it was a really cool story about how he had worked to this road. He really wanted to be a D1 coach. Uh, so for him to be able to get this kind of upset, I think, is the biggest story for me through all of this. I'm not that concerned about Kentucky overall. No, and and imagine that, you know, you're the guy that you played for sitting in a court, you know, you're coaching against him. You're, you know, you're a national champion. Rupp Arena is impossible to win at, and especially if you're in Evansville. And not to mention, guys, that I think the streak of 52 non-conference 
games uh, that Kentucky had played in that building, and Calipari's won every one of them until last night. So just absolutely crazy every streak that was broke there. Yeah, so like Alex said, they had a 4% chance to win, but uh, nonetheless, they go down. I, I think you have off nights, especially, you know, the problem with Kentucky, Joe, and I've always thought this, and it's not, it's not singular to them anymore because there's many other teams doing this now, particularly Duke. You look at the amount of five-star recruits that come in and out in a given season. It is difficult, and it's why we see some teams that are more uh, veteran-laden or senior-laden teams have some success in tournaments, even if they don't have the blue-chip or five-star type recruits. It is difficult to gain basketball chemistry in a short period of time. They will typically run over teams over the course of the year because they are so talented. But when you get into these, for lack of a better word, fights on the court, it is sometimes difficult to know who's going to take over, whose role is whose, especially early in the season. And I think during tournament games, when Kentucky has has to play several tight games in a row, I think that's why it becomes a challenge for teams like that to win the whole thing. Now, they'll win again, but they're not ripping off NCAA titles every year. And I, I think this is part of the challenge for Coach Cal. I'm not saying I'm crying tears over him, but for him, but I think that's part of the challenge when you put teams together like this. They're talented, but it's hard to develop chemistry for these tight games. Well, you don't have the problem is they don't have any identity yet. Right. They they don't they don't know who's the guy going to take that shot. Is it going to be Maxi? Is it who on that team when you need that three or you need that shot late in the game is going to be there? Who's the guy that's going to own the boards? They didn't have any presence on the boards. Their backcourt was a mess, turning the ball over the you know eleven or twelve times. Very uncharacteristic, but you're talking about a bunch of 17 and 18 year olds that through their entire lives, guys, they have been the number one option everywhere they have gone. And to me, I think without having a whole lot of senior leadership there and having a bunch of juniors and seniors, you know, these kids are all meeting each other for the first time too. And they've always been the guy. So who's going to be the guy? You can't have five guys. You got to have somebody's got to be able to fill a role and, and create an identity. And I think Cal's up against it a lot more than, let's say, you know, Mark Few at Gonzaga, yeah, who, that's a good comparison. you know, he builds, you know, he builds programs because he has them for four years. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Coach K, we've seen that with Duke, too, you know, that mm -hmm. they narrowly escaped against USF last year and then they got taken out uh, in the very next game. And, and I think for those players that you mentioned, they're so used to having the ball in their hands that when they don't have the ball in their hands, they lose their own player identity. It's going to take some time, uh, right? I mean, those guys yep. are scores. Cal's not signing is not signing a guy specifically because he's a lockdown defensive guy. He's signing guys because they're all around players, and he's trying yep. to get them to play defense, team defense. He's trying to get them to become more well-rounded players. And for all the negatives that people have uh, to say about Coach Cal, I do think he has done a pretty good job overall teaching these players how to become better all-around players, preparing them for the NBA. Could other coaches yeah. have done it as well? Sure. But Coach Cal is tasked with these guys becoming better players. And I think, for whatever it's worth, he has helped many players that have been drafted in the first round to become, if not incrementally better, then a lot better as players throughout the course of their seasons with Kentucky, whether they won a title or not. In fact, that Anthony Davis team that won the title we're seeing now – 
uh, years hence wasn't all that great around him. There's other there was other mm-hmm. Kentucky teams that were better top to bottom. Anthony Davis was just so good he carried them to the title. Yeah, and it's again that's they they kind of it, it, you say it's easy because oh you always get these one and dones. Well, yeah, it's not easy in the beginning of the year because the problem is once you get to the tournament in March. Yeah, I mean, the cream of the crop, the top five, the top seven, Mike, they've all got uh, their share of one and dones. And, you know, what are you what are you going to be when when it comes crunch time? But they've got a good thing is they've got 25, 30 games to figure it out before March. Well, I hope there's somebody out there that put a nice money line bet on the aces last night. I, I just hope. I mean, well, Indiana's got betting now. So, I mean, yeah. they've got legalized sports. So somebody at, the, at a book in Indiana must have went in there and been like, give me a couple of bucks on yeah. uh, on Evansville. That's right. So I, I hope they did. I hope they're having a great yep. day today. So, you know, a Colin Drew type of day. Colin Drew, one of our Daily Roto guys that hit uh, for another uh, big score, uh, six-figure score on Sunday night uh, showdown. So, uh, all right, other games last night. Duke rolls over Central Arkansas, uh, 105-54. Gonzaga, uh, 97-66. You know, you start to worry about Gonzaga. I, I'm Look, we're three games in, and I'm already thinking about are they going to have any tests until the tournament, Joe? I'm sure they'll play a, a couple of pre-holiday tournaments, and they'll have a couple of matchups that will test them. But, you know, of the 30 games that they play leading up to the tournament, they might be tested once or twice. Yeah, uh, but again, that's you know, there it's the conference they play in, guys. Isn't the it ain't the ACC, it ain't the Big East. So they'll be just fine. You know, they'll they'll have a game or two against St. Mary's at some point that you know they'll give them all they can handle. But Gonzaga is they are nice tucked away up there in the uh, Pacific Northwest. There, Mike, they got the, they got their own thing rolling there. They'll be there in March when it's all said and done. I've been to I've been to. West Coast Conference tournament games. They're out in Vegas in the Orleans Hotel. Mm-hmm. Nice arena there. I will say, I don't think I've ever been more shocked by the makeup and the intensity of a fan base, any fan base in any sport, than I was by the Gonzaga basketball fans. Mm. Um, it's a small little Jesuit school in Spokane, Washington. And what I learned being exposed to that is that it's all they've got for <laughs> hundreds of miles around. They don't care about the Seahawks that much. They are near the border of Idaho, so there's nothing going on from a professional standpoint there. They are Gonzaga basketball fans. And um, as somebody who's also Jesuit educated, Mm -hmm. I was perhaps a little stunned at the vigor with which they were rooting Mm -hmm. against BYU and St. Mary's and for uh, Gonzaga. There was uh, a lot more swearing than I anticipated. And the refs mm-hmm. uh, were having refs were having an okay game as far as calling it, but the Spokane uh, the Gonzaga fans were not letting them have it. No, no, it's um, and they've got again. I think all I think every one of their guys had double figures last night. It's it's typical. Mark Few is he's built a great program there because he's actually one of these schools. You know, he's like the antithesis of what Calipari's got. He goes there knowing he's going to have kids for three to four years. He's teaching them basketball. He's coaching basketball. There's only so much you can do if you're Calipari with a class that everybody's going to be in the NBA next year. Agreed. Uh, We had Oregon and Memphis last night. Great game. 82-74. I watched a bunch of that. Did not catch the ending, but did watch a bunch of that game. Uh, That Memphis dude in the tight shorts was like this 
He was like hysterical. We had a mate. Dana Altman again. That team's going to be good this year, man. Pretty significant injury for them last night, it looked like. But we'll come back. We're going to talk a little bit more hoops. We'll talk some action and a few NFL storylines. we got Jerry Palmer. Morning line. The problem with Minnesota will continue to be they played absolutely one of the easiest schedules in the country for a Big Ten team. Their only win right now of any significance, of course, is over Penn State, who many people thought was a bit overrated to begin with. But the truth is, nobody's ever jumped from 17 to 8 like this in the playoff era. Weekdays, 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Zumo TV, channel 719. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Attention business owners. Now is the perfect time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. We can give you packages with up to 90 great channels and save your business a ton of cash. And if you call right now, you can learn how to get free equipment and free installation. Now you have choices. It's time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. And call today and get 90 channels plus free equipment and free installation. Smart business owners like you all across the country are consolidating and saving money on their cable TV, internet, and phone service for their business. So now's the perfect time. This may be a limited time offer to the first 100 people that call right now. So please save money and call now. 800 470 7113 800-470-7113 800-470-7113 That's 800-470-7113 It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003, 800-485-6003, 800-485-6003, 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 
stuff, Joe. So uh, again, we, we're gonna we're gonna have Jerry Palm on uh, in the next segment. We're gonna go over all the college football rankings. So obviously, many of you out there that are college football fans are wondering, aren't you talking about that? We got Jerry on. We're gonna talk about it plenty uh, with Jerry and afterwards. Uh, clearly, Minnesota, the big move up, is uh, probably the largest story in tandem with the fact that Alabama is not actively in the top four. I'm not that concerned about it. Uh, I think Jerry feels the same way. Uh, if there's just a long way to go. Minnesota's got to keep winning games. Uh, Georgia and LSU is a big factor of what we're going to be talking about. And if Alabama keeps winning, they've been in the cha- they've won a national championship without even winning their own division in the past, Joe. So the it is a possible for them to stay along that path yet again. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, it's listen. I root for chaos in these types of things here, guys. Yeah, me too. Uh, so. You know, chaos would be great, but the truth is the top four teams, they all control their own destiny. Win out and you're in. And that's it. You know, that's the you're not going to keep a 12 and one Georgia SEC champion out. Clemson, you win the ACC, you're on you. Win. So the top four teams just win out. You're good to go. And of course, that happens all the time, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> the funny part is, like, I'm all good with the, the CFP. And if they expand, mm-hmm. I'm good with that, too. The BCS was imperfect, but it wasn't really wrong that often. Yeah. Got it right. The, they would usually get it right, and they started mm-hmm. calling it a plus one, and then it evolved into, honestly, the structure makes more sense now. I can get into the whole, we're not, and uh, I'm trying to think, I think Danny Cannell had this comment on Twitter talking about how we tend to try to poke holes in the undefeated team's resumes right? And compare them to the one-loss teams as opposed to just saying, hey, they haven't lost yet. They're probably better than the team that has. But, again, it's imperfect. These teams aren't playing one another, so how are, you, can, you can only do your best. And I, I generally think that as, as of yet in the CFP, I don't think there's anybody that's been egregiously left out, and I think we've ultimately – even if you're bored with Alabama, I think they've gotten it right for the most part. Yeah, and and I do think there is definitely some uh, Pac-12 love being represented in that room. I know the, the committee changes every year. It's not the same group of people, but I guarantee you, whoever continues to have Oregon and Utah like in the top eight, there's got to be some love in there because neither of those two teams have beat Washington is their best combined victory there. They have played zero we talk about alabama they have played nobody nor have they beaten anybody and they're going to have to end up beating themselves so but somebody's somebody loves the pac-12 in that room yeah i look it will get sticky if we have one of the pac-12 teams just wins the rest of their games and minnesota uh wins a bunch of games and then they lose to ohio state you know we're gonna have to figure all that kind of stuff out again i think uh, it's fine for fans and certain fan bases, Alabama fans. I get it. You you feel like you're one of the four best teams. Well, just let it play out. I think you'll probably be in a better position not having to play that SEC championship well, game. What and- side are you on, Mike? Because to me, it's two sides. You are either you want the four best teams no matter what to play, or do you want the four most deserving? Because they're not the same. Most times they're not the same. That. So what do we that. want? Do we want the the best no matter what? Or do we want, well, because this one played, I bowled two games, this one bowled three, or we want the most deserving? Um, it's a really good question. I think the way it's set up, 
it really is set up the most deserving. Mm-hmm. But I have seen them flex their muscles a little bit on the committee and say, you know what, this team's better. That's why we're picking them. And honestly, I'm sure Ohio State fans or Alabama fans, could, Ohio State fans could come out and you say, we deserve it that one year. And it's like, well, mm. he gave up 55 points to Iowa, so you didn't really deserve anything. You you found right. your way out of it. So <laughs> I, I would say that in general, I think it's set up to be the most deserving. And I think that's not necessarily right, but I think it's what college football fans on the whole want because it mm-hmm. does mix up the teams that would be in there. Because Alabama would obviously be in the top four, but if they found mm-hmm. their by the end of the year, assuming they win the rest of their games, but if they found their way out of it because somebody else is more deserving, I think fans in general appreciate that. Alabama would obviously be super pissed about it, but uh, right, more deserving, I think, gets you a little bit more of a mixture of teams. Does that yeah. answer the question? It does because I think ultimately it comes down to, listen, the, this only becomes a problem is if you are trying to look at a two-loss team versus a one-loss team or yeah. no-loss team. Yeah. I mean, that's really it. So then you've got to really make the decision, you know, what do we want here? But I think if most of these teams, if there's only two teams that are undefeated and everyone else has got one loss, well, then that's where, okay, guys, what you're all good. You know, you're all deserving, but let's just put the two best teams into this, right? I mean, isn't that what we want, the yeah. best football teams? Yeah. Yeah, and, and honestly, a lot of fans are hoping that Alabama just loses again or that they don't find their way into it because they're a little bored with it. I'm kind of, mm-hmm. I am too, but beat them. And who thinks that Minnesota really, guys, can beat LSU? Like, are we even yeah, in the same that. ballpark here? No. Like, <sighs> no, look, just look at your latest projections of the first round of the draft. <laughs> I looked at it before the game on Saturday. It's insane. <laughs> like 12 guys just from that game. Yep. Yep. Alabama's got three wide receivers that can go in the first round. So, and they lost. They they got, mm-hmm. you know, LSU really handed to him. I give him a lot of credit. So, and I know people are like, oh, Ohio State's played nobody. Guys, Ohio, that half that team will be playing on Sundays. Like, it's just good. at some point in the game, it's probably one of the most stacked teams that, you know, you're not running over Ohio State. I don't care who you are. Yeah. I, I'm happy for them in this respect. Ryan Day wa- had two different coaching stints. Uh, at BC, so I saw. I'm a mm-hmm. BC fan. It's where I went to school, yep. and I was he's ticket holder, all that kind of stuff. So, and I saw him. He was really a rising star. He's uh, from he he played under Chip Kelly, coached under Chip Kelly at New Hampshire. He was kind of a rising star. I thought there was an opportunity that BC could have given him a shot early. Uh, they hired Steve Adazio instead. He coached under Steve Adazio, then moved over to. Ohio State, and the rest is history. I, I'm happy mm-hmm. for him. He's obviously done a really good job. Uh, in in um, Along with that, they've obviously fixed the defense in a way so that uh, they don't have these blowouts and they don't have these kind of brain freeze yep. games that they had under Greg Schiano, frankly. Big time, yeah. And again, the talent has never been a question. Let's, let's yeah. you know, it's easier to screw it up, I think, Mike, when you've get, it's one thing to get a whole bunch of kids to overachieve, but I think it's it's harder for guys that you've got NFL talent, you got all this talent. Yeah. You know, keeping that motivated on a week in and week out, that's that's where guys earn their salary. Yeah, especially because, like, last year, Nick Bosa, who's obviously been great mm-hmm. uh, since he's entered the league and is playing for Defensive Rookie of the Year, he missed a big portion of the year last year. 
he obviously saved himself for the draft, which I was I am not critical of in any way, shape, mm-hmm. or form. And I think mm-hmm. some of his teammates seeing that could say, you know what, I'm out. I'm right. playing to try to be a number five pick, Chase Young, whoever it might be. I'm playing right. to be a top top half of the first round kind of pick. That's kind of stuff could get um, it could spread throughout the locker room, could be contagious and and uh, that hasn't appeared to happen. They're playing at as high a level as anybody. LSU and Ohio State are playing at the highest level uh, of anybody in the country, in, in my opinion. I, I don't really see uh, many arguments. I know some people will say, well, you know, Clemson's right there as well. Clemson, I understand that they're not motivated. I yeah. watch the ACC every week. It stinks. Yeah. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> There's not, they're the only team in the top 25 in the ACC. That's yes, it. Wake lost and uh, mm-hmm. got dropped out. So now Clemson's the only one in the top 25. And that conference stinks. I, I watch yeah. it on a pretty regular basis. And BC lost 59-7 to to Clemson and came back the next week and put up 58 on Syracuse. So there's a huge gap there. BC is mm-hmm. not that good. They they run the ball really well. They've got some bunch of pros on there, not a ton, but a, a bunch of guys on there on both sides of the ball. And and I think, you know, they're like a six and six team, and they were fifty points shy of Clemson. That, that's where Clemson's at. When they turn it on, they can really do it. You just yep. hope that there's not a week for them that they're not turning it on, and, and then they get beat on a last-second field goal like Pitt did to them a few years ago. And NC State had them on the ropes a few years ago as well and missed a last-second yep. field goal. So if that happens... Listen, North Carolina was a two-point conversion with no right. time left on the clock from from doing that to them. So it can happen. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's do one minute on the action from last night. The Zips did not cover 42-14. to 14. No. The other game was Ohio-Western-Michigan, and you said that it was 10-10 at halftime, and it went it way over, right? It was 10 nothing. It was Western-Michigan 10 nothing, and uh, I happened to, I was on the over. It was uh, 60, It opened up at 61.5. It closed at 63.5, and there were 10 total points uh, scored in the first half by Western-Michigan. I thought the game – I said, there's no point in watching this. What a waste. You know, you're going to show up now, and then – uh, they managed to put up 55 points in uh, in the second half, along with overtime, to uh, to clear the over. Amazing, amazing. And we got we got games there tonight. Morgan action, Northern Illinois, three and six. Northern Illinois against six and three. Toledo, uh, Bowling Green, three and six against five and four. Miami. We'll get into the spreads and stuff later. We got mm. Jerry Palm coming up after this. He's from CBS Sports. He's going to talk about the college football rankings with us. It's Mike and Joe. On the morning after, I'm filling in for Gabe. We'll talk to him a little bit later today, but come right back and listen to this interview with Jerry Palm. It'll be very enlightening. You know, as an allergy sufferer, you're wired differently. I sure feel that way. That's why there's Nasacort. It's different, too. You see, unlike antihistamines, Nasacort targets and inhibits more of the allergic inflammation that causes ear congestion and other nasal allergy symptoms. My antihistamine doesn't do that? None of them do. Oh, that is different. And it's why Nasacort's more effective at giving you 24-hour relief. So even if I'm wired differently... Nasacort stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed. 
Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called thebestdate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at thebestdate100.com. That's thebestdate100.com. One more time, thebestdate100.com. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631 DailyRoto.com Learn from the game's best DFS players We don't just give you advice We play every day All major sports, all year round We never stop Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion. 2017, world number one. Me personally... I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Back on the morning after. Thanks for getting on the grid. Zumo Channel 719 on Stir now as well. And we welcome in uh, Jerry Palm, you find him on Twitter at uh, JP Palm CBS. Uh, calls himself the resident sports geek at CBS Sports, but we're here to talk about uh, the college football playoff. So, Jerry, first of all, thanks for joining myself and Joe. How are you? Hey, good morning. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. I, you know what I appreciated about reading your your latest um, overview of the college football playoff rankings is that. Similar to me and Joe, there's not mass hysteria. I think you assume that more games will play out, and we will finally settle at four teams that are deserving. There may or, there may or may not be a debate as to whether or not a fifth team should have been in or out, but there's a long way to go still, and this is just what we're working with at the moment. It's not an egregious uh, slap in the face to Alabama that they happen to be five instead of four. It actually doesn't matter yeah. to Alabama or Georgia if they're right. – uh, which one of them is ahead? Because what really matters is that if Georgia wins the rest of their games, they're in the playoffs. Twelve and one SEC champions, they're in. Alabama can't say that. They win the rest of their games. They're eleven and one and hope for the best. Probably get to, need to get some help somewhere and maybe be able to sneak back in. But they're they're out of control. 
I mean, they gave up their control on Saturday when they lost to LSU. LSU and Georgia in that league are in control as to whether or not they can make the college football playoffs. You know, Jerry, it seems to me like, shockingly enough, I guess Auburn is the key to total chaos here because if Auburn upends Georgia and then goes and gets blown out by Alabama here in the next couple of weeks, man, oh, man, if we get ourselves and don't, you know, Oregon also lost to Auburn, all of a sudden we've got chaos here. They, they seem to be the key to it to me. Yeah, they seem to be in the midst of everything, don't they? And that's yeah. a good point with Oregon. I mean, a kind of opponent matters, but it's again, it's not by itself decisive. It's just part of a story. So, but you're right. If Alabama goes into Auburn and whips them, and you know Oregon's sitting there with their only loss being to that same team on a neutral field, uh, albeit you know at the beginning of the season, uh, which you know frankly I don't think matters that much. Um, you know it's. I mean, that could be the deciding thing between Oregon making the playoff and Alabama making the playoff if it's coming down to those two teams. But it might not be just those two teams. There might also be, I'll say, a 12-1 and Oregon. I'm sorry, um, Oklahoma in the mix. Uh, or a 12-1 Baylor in the mix. Or maybe both. So it's, uh, there's a lot still that can happen between now and then. What we do know is that Minnesota and Baylor, uh, each of those teams, in their league, uh, along with Ohio State, Clemson, LSU, all of those teams are in control of whether or not they make the playoff, and the same is also true with Georgia. Right, but would not uh, Baylor potentially also need some help? They're in control of winning the league. No, but not 13 and 0, they don't. Got it. Got it. 13 and 0, Baylor's in the playoff. Yeah, yeah. Got it. So, 12 and 1, Baylor is probably. Right. Uh, okay, so th- that, that leads to sort of my next question. I think a lot of people are asking you about you know, how does this all work? Uh, they, they want some more visibility. And, and I think you sort of honestly said that this is a lot more subjective than the basketball selection committee is, correct? Oh, absolutely. Because they don't have really reliable data in football. Well, I mean, if, they, if the committee has data, they're not sharing. Uh, but even if they do have data, it's really hard to measure reliably eight, nine, 10, even 13 games, you know, among 130 teams where you don't even have that much interplay outside of conferences. And uh, in basketball, you know, everybody's playing 35 games. And, and so there's, and there's a lot more interplay outside the league. So you can get much more reliable data in a sport like basketball when you have a much greater sample size of data to work with than you can in football. Is maybe it's me too, Jerry. Are you noticing? It just seems like I know it's only been two weeks, but there's got to be there's some love for the Pac-12 in that room somewhere because they keep bunching Oregon and Utah together. They keep leaving them somewhere in that top seven. And I'm looking at I'm like, who did they beat? They beat Washington, who's not even a top 25 team together. They're gonna beat each yeah. other. Like, I don't – why – like, if I'm Minnesota, that's what I'm pissed at. I'm not better than Utah. Like, my win against Penn State's not better than my win against Washington. Like, I don't I don't get the love for the Pac-12 in this. Well, okay, it's, you know, it's not love for the Pac-12. It's love for those two specific teams uh, because <laughs> the rest of the league is not in the rankings. So, mm. you know, yeah. it's, it's really – but the, the Pac-12 has got a lot of good teams. Not great teams, uh, average to above average teams middle you know once you get behind those two you know washington uh maybe washington state even oregon state's having a uh, surprisingly good mm. year uh usc 
you know, those, those teams are they're average to above average. You look at Minnesota's schedule, prior to Penn State, their best win was Georgia Southern, and they had played five <laughs> conferences. That's true. <laughs> okay? So the, the five teams that they played in conference, every single one of them played it, it no better than a second-string quarterback. Oh, no, mm. let me take that back. Illinois starter played part of the first quarter and got hurt. Purdue starter played part of the first quarter and got hurt on the same play as Purdue's mm. All-American wide receiver. And they still mm-hmm. almost won that game. So Minnesota yep. was pretty unimpressive against a weak schedule for the first, say, four games. And then they started blowing out some of the bad teams in that league. Uh, but until they beat Penn State, you know, there was no case to rank other than they hadn't lost anybody. There was really not much of a case to rank Minnesota at all. Yeah, they had, they had, mm-hmm. they had played it tight with South Dakota State, Fresno, and uh, Purdue, like you said. Uh, so Well, and uh, I forget who their third non-conference team off the top of my head was, but that was also a tight That was Georgia Southern. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. George so, yeah. So also, all three of their non-conference teams went down to the wire, and one of them was an FCS team. Yeah. So l- let's focus on Minnesota. Obviously, a huge win, a very cool scene uh, out of Minneapolis oh, yeah. last yeah. week. So they deserved it. Yeah. Absolutely. So, but you, your personal opinion of Minnesota, do you think they are good enough to get the win against Iowa this week and keep it going all the way through to the Big Ten championship game and do you think they would have a shot against Ohio State? Uh, they are good enough to win at Iowa. Uh, they are also three-point underdogs for a reason. So, mm. um, you know, Iowa is playing at home. I mean, that's basically a home field advantage line, three-point under, uh, three underdogs. So I, I think they're pretty even. They're very different teams. Iowa's much more grinded out offensively and, and solid, really solid defensive teams. Um, and obviously, you know, they're playing at home. It's going to be Minnesota's first real road test. You know, they had a home test. Now they have a road test. And they've got to come out with the same energy they brought to the Penn State game without the home crowd backing them. And uh, that's not easy to do. I mean, it's kind of set up to be a letdown game for Minnesota, although I'm, I'm not sure they will let down. Uh, but a lot of teams would in that situation, and, and they can't afford to because Iowa would be perfectly happy to run them out of the building. That is a big rivalry game. Yeah, I got to ask you, if you are if you are Michigan State, how do you recover going to Ann Arbor after that absolute meltdown at home against uh, Illinois? I know everyone says D'Antoni's not on the hot seat here, but should he be? I mean, well, is I'm it sure. time maybe? Is it time to move on at this point? Because how do you even bet him at this point this, this weekend? Yeah, I don't know that you do. You don't know what you're going to get from Michigan State. Well, you do know you're going to get a somewhat dysfunctional offense because that's been a problem for most of the season. Uh, but the defense is usually reliable, even hasn't been entirely reliable. And yeah, that was a pretty bad meltdown against. You know, I, you know it's funny. I picked Illinois as my upset of the week last week, and then I look at the <laughs> score as 28-3, and I'm like, well, I guess I got that one wrong. <laughs> I didn't even pay attention to the game again until there was like two minutes. To go. <laughs> yeah. What the heck happened here? Um, they. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't know what to expect from Michigan State this week, but I think the good thing for Michigan State is they're playing Michigan. So mm. they're going to be up for the game. I mean, whatever's happened in the past, playing Michigan, you know, that's your rival. You're gonna, you're at least going to be up for that game. But then the first time something goes wrong, you know, for Michigan State in that game, you kind of wonder how well they'll recover. Mm. Uh, we're with Jerry Palm from CBS Sports. Jerry, so – we did talk about Baylor all 
uh, earlier. So we got Oklahoma Baylor this weekend. What's your expectations in that game? I like Oklahoma. I think they're the best team in that league. I, I really congratulate Baylor on what they've done so far. And you can't say they're out until they're out. Uh, but Oklahoma's got so many weapons on offense. And even though their defense has kind of come back a little bit to last year's form, the last few games, it's unfortunate because they need to be better defensively uh, if they're going to you know, really have an impact on trying to make this playoff. But uh, I think that uh, what Oklahoma's like a 10-point favorite, and I think they should cover that pretty comfortably. Uh, but they can't let down in the fourth quarter like they did against Iowa State. They can't do that anymore. If they get teams on the ropes, they got to put them away. Jerry, how impressed are you with what Les Miles has done at Kansas at this point? Should we be surprised, or was this about what you expected to start the year? No, I didn't expect anything this year, you know, maybe in a couple of years. Uh, but, yeah, this team has been feisty. I mean, there's been <laughs> – you know, most of the time they look like Kansas and what yep. you expect from Kansas. You know, but then they step up and they almost beat Texas and they win at Boston College. And, you know, they, they've had a couple of pretty good moments this year that, uh, you know, if you're a Kansas fan, you know, think, well, you know, there's, there's reasons for optimism. Now you've got to be able to recruit, you know, and that's obviously the lifeblood of every college football team. But, you know, it's nice to see a little bit of fight in your team for a change if you're a Kansas fan and, and have a little bit of success. and. You know, you're still, you know, it's, it's November. Basketball season, you may not be as focused, but uh, pretty good season, I think, for uh, initial run for Les Miles. Yeah, I, yeah. I would say so, too. Look, I, I, unfortunately, I watched about three and a half quarters of the Kansas-BC game because I'm a BC grad. And oh, yeah, I'm really sorry about that. They were running. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, yeah. So, you know, I was at the Minnesota game and saw our season disappear on one play. Yeah. Yeah, they they were running free all night. I I think, I, I think he's shown his ability to create some offensive schemes that are going to get guys open. Uh, it it sort of falls in line with that that conference. And I I'm with you. Look, if the, if they get just that upset at Texas too, and we all know mm-hmm. that Texas isn't the team that we thought they might be, but they'd be four and five right like now, and they can still play spoiler, by the way, too. They have Oklahoma yep. State, a ranked team, and they have Baylor, a ranked team. So a couple of more wins. It's a, a, a very successful season. And, and they're going to catch Baylor at a good time right after yeah. they've played Oklahoma and yep. Texas back-to-back at home. Jerry, who's the Florida State? Who's the new head coach? That's an excellent question, for which I don't have an answer. But I hope that they do. You know, if you're going to make this change mid-season, you better have a yeah. really good idea, a very <laughs> exactly. short list of guys that you want to go after. Um, yep. I, you know, that Bob Stoops name came up, and that was never going to happen. I mean, that was that was kind of funny. But yeah. his brother's coaching in Kentucky. That might not be a bad start. Uh, but I don't really know. I mean, I just I, I'm not hearing anything credible. That's typical of coaching searches. Ninety-five percent of what you read, uh, even from very respected journalists, is crap. Um, when it comes to coaching search rumors, but uh, no, I don't know, but I, I'm a little surprised it's been as quiet as it's been. It's not Deion Sanders, right? Jerry, please oh, tell me. God. Uh, you know what? If they hire Deion Sanders, they deserve it. <laughs> Great point. That's perfectly said. Very good point. That is perfectly said. <laughs> yep. I mean, he's a guy who, look, unbelievable football lineage, but some of the off-field stuff is oh, not yeah. really the guy you want yeah. running no. a college football no. program. Right? No, when he's never really run anything else before. That's right. I mean, it's, you know, 
I mean, no. of any significant level. No. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to get into his uh, primetime academy and all of the, all the fallout yeah, that happened there yeah. when he was running that school. So right. good stuff, Jerry. I appreciate it. Uh, we're looking forward to the games this weekend. We'll talk to you again soon. So thanks for coming on uh, the morning after. Appreciate it. All right, thanks. All right, so that's Jerry Palm. He's a college sports writer, uh, college football writer, college sports writer for uh, CBS Sports. We'll talk to him again soon. Good stuff. Joe and I will talk about some of the stuff that he reviewed next. Deion Sanders of Florida State. I'm glad he confirmed that. Attention business owners. Are you struggling while waiting for your customers to pay on their net 30, 60, or 90-day invoices? Can't get a business loan? Have no equity, bad credit, or maybe no credit at all? Then you need to call AmeriFactors right now. AmeriFactors will give you cash for your invoices and there's nothing to pay back. We simply buy your account receivables and if those clients don't pay on the invoices, we take the loss. We give you funds based on your account receivables not your credit. And 98% of all applicants are approved. It's that simple. With AmeriFactors, there's no more waiting for your customers to pay. We give you the funds up front, then we wait for your customers to pay us. Fund your business today. Call AmeriFactors right now. 800-847-1183. 800-847-1183. That's 800-847-1183. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car? repaired need home improvement money visit moneynow100.com if you need fast cash for any reason go to moneynow100.com good bad or no credit at all go to moneynow100.com you could get up to five thousand dollars as soon as the next business day go to moneynow100.com on your phone tablet or computer type in the address bar moneynow100.com that's moneynow100.com Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 
morning after, Mike Blewett, Joe Ranieri. Thanks for joining us. You know, it's uh, it's really cold outside in New York today. Joe, I know you're, I know you're crying alligator tears for us. But what adds to it, what makes me feel even colder, is that it's 80, it's now 82 degrees in studio. Um, <laughs> it does not smell like French fries or quesadillas today, so Ooh, that's an upgrade. Right. Okay. Um, so I can drink a water without thinking it's. TGI flavored. <laughs> seeping Why into my. It's one extreme glass. or the other with that place. Like either it's either it's an ice box or it's a hundred degrees now. You ever see the movie Armageddon? Oh yes. And they're talking about uh, what the atmosphere and the environment may be like on the mm-hmm. um, on the asteroid when they land on mm-hmm. it. So m- wild temperature swings, massive explosions. Mm-hmm. Uh, severe chance of a uh, high risk of death and Owen Wilson's character goes so worst environment imaginable right that's all you had to say <laughs> worst environment imaginable sort of like this studio 82 well, I don't degrees because it's connected to the restaurant and uh I, it's I, I feel like it's navy so you can't see much but by the show's end it's going to be drenched in sweat I'm going to be like uh like Roy Williams uh, soaking through <laughs> one of those blazers that he wears on the sidelines Okay, going to be a Ewing, like a Ewing sweat going on by the end of the It's got to be hot in the restaurant, too, then, doesn't it? I think it's the lights and the combo of the size of the relatively small studio, the lights coming in. The AC is blasting, but the temperature's going up, so I think there's nothing to do. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like one degree an hour it goes up. Then they shut down the lights when they can, but I think it's just the lights uh, heat up the studio. So uh, that's good stuff from Jerry. Yes. Um, Baylor, I don't think Baylor's going to do it, but it'd be really amazing if they pulled that off. That would be the team that, even right now, sitting at 9-0, and that if you told me, like, yeah, they're going to pull it off, I'd be stunned. Them in Minnesota, I just don't see it. No. I don't think they can continue doing it. But it would be cool. Baylor would have to beat Oklahoma twice. Right. It's that ain't not going to happen. I don't think they're going to beat them at all. You know, I, I guess... You know, the one little tease we'll do on the Astros thing, Joe, is that I do think it's pretty serious. It doesn't matter that other teams may or may not be doing it. Uh, Rob Manfred, even though he hadn't really put his foot down that much on the issue, did in relation to electronic signaling and electronic setups for trying to steal signs. Now the Astros are caught red-handed, it seems, with Mike Fires and other anonymous players basically saying, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a crazy uh, technological setup. They had cameras. They were banging on trash cans, but not everybody used it. I think they'll def- their defense will be somewhere in between, well, everybody else is doing it, and we didn't even really use it that much. That's probably what going to be their defenses, but they're caught red-handed. It's uh, I find it interesting that over the last month or so, guys, since the season ended, uh, guys like Nolan Ryan, no longer a part of the associate of the uh, of the club, his son, who was in the front office, no longer there. The assistant general manager. There is going to be a fall guy somewhere here. That is, they are going to pawn this off on if it gets to that point. They'll uh, they'll go ahead and uh, be like, wasn't us, man. It was the previous regime. Uh, because it's setting up like that, too. But I don't know that Major League Baseball 
will admit failure here. I don't know that they'll admit something was actually going on. I don't know how it behooves them at all. Um, you think Jeff Lou now could see like a um, a Sean Payton or or Mickey Loomis type suspension where Jeff Lou now's got to be on the sidelines for a year? He can't be in touch with the organization. Is that is that like the max penalty you could see? Uh, well, unless you have the tapes themselves, how the hell are you going to prove this? Might be he said, he said, he said kind of thing. Yeah, right, we'll come back. They and talk. had the tapes with their Patriots. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Just chuck him so nobody can really find out what happened. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text YOUTH to 321321 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text YOUTH to 321321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321. Join the family at Modell Sporting Goods. Visit your nearest Modells and sign up for our MVP rewards program to receive insider deals all year round. Earn points on every purchase when you use your MVP card to earn Modell's cash back. It's our way of thanking you for being a loyal customer. Upon signing up, receive 10% off your purchase and 15% off your next purchase. It's that simple. Plus, new MVPs this month are eligible to win a $500 Models gift card. When you got to play more and pay less, you got to go to Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. And I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com. Thanks for joining us on the morning after Zumo Channel 719 on Stir, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, iHeartRadio, uh, Fantasy Sports Radio app. 
So thanks for tuning in radio. So thanks for joining us on all of those. And be sure to follow us, not just on Twitter, but on Instagram and YouTube, Sports Grid TV. I uh, find all the clips from today's show and, and shows from uh, all through the week uh, to get you caught up on all the latest wagering nuggets and, and fantasy nuggets, anything else you might need to be successful uh, at uh, what it is that you're playing. So, all right, a couple of different directions to go, but let's go. Uh, in the NBA, let's go with uh, my team first because I'm selfish uh, host and I'm starting to get worried that a team that I thought was starting to build in the right direction wants to fire their coach already. David Fisdale, obviously, we know is on the hot seat. Two and nine Knicks looked even worse last night, Joe. Kobe White hit seven threes in the fourth quarter. They get run off the floor at the end of the game by the Chicago Bulls, who are not a great team on their own. I do not understand. What were the expectations? Because, you know, you and I both talked about, you know, preseason maybe being over that 25-win total there. Yeah, like barely I thought they'd get there. Right. But what were the – I mean, am I missing something when it came to the expectations with the Nick? Were they expecting a 35-win team this year? Like, I don't I, I totally don't know agree. what the expectations were. This is the at the heart of the whole thing. That's why it's such a mess. Mm. The owner – and the executives and the coach are obviously not on the same page. The only thing that they should be focused on this year is making sure R.J. Barrett and Kevin Knox and Robinson become as good of players as possible. Mm-hmm. Arthur Alonso, Trier in there, that's fine too. But those guys need to be as good as possible by the end of the year. Doesn't mean they have to all make the all-star game. Doesn't mean that they're going to make top three NBA teams, all NBA teams. Mm -hmm. They need to be as good as possible, whether they win 21 games or 31 games or 26 games. But the thought process that they should be working towards a playoff spot, even in the East, which I know it's easier, and then they need to be winning 35, 40 games, is insane. And it, it, it tells you everything you need to know. They're not on the same page, which is why it can't work. It can't work. I, I'm always amazed with the leaks that come out of dysfunctional organizations, like things right. that we know, like the idea that they are making an effort to hire Masai Ujiri from Toronto, like like Fisdale's going to be fired. Like, how does that stuff make headlines, Mike, if it ain't coming from within? The, so, so who's leaking that is my point, and who benefits by it us knowing these spot. types of things? It comes from yeah. one yeah. spot. Look, amazing. I'm not going to... There's no point in doing the Dolan bashing thing anymore because everybody knows what's up. But I, it was just over the summer, he tried to do a piece with Ian O'Connor from ESPN. Mm-hmm. Intended to be like, all right, I'm going to open up, uh, you know, put all my cards out on the table and everybody will see I'm not such a bad guy. And honestly, that interview didn't go well <laughs> because I came out of it thinking like, yeah, he's sort of who I thought it was. So I'm glad he's raising a lot of money for charity. Uh, and he may have made some great business decisions, but for whatever reason, on the Knicks side, it doesn't work. The Rangers, have I've said this many times, have not been an abject disaster. The problem with the Knicks isn't that he doesn't want to spend money. He spends plenty of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, it isn't that people don't want to go see the Knicks. They obviously do. They sell out all the time. It's right. that they he is not on the same page with the executives who are not on the same page with the coach or vice versa or however you want to intertwine it. It just doesn't work. What has to happen, and I honestly can make a parallel to the New York Giants right now, who have a very well-known uh, ownership group, obviously with the Maras and the Tishes. 
he needs somebody to come in. And I think the thought process is that Phil Jackson would do this for him, but Phil Jackson didn't really want the job, which was at the heart of all the things that went wrong while he was in charge. He needs somebody to come in for him to sit on the sidelines. Don't bother this person at all. It could be Masai Ujiri, which I, I think is just it's just blowing smoke. But it could mm. be somebody like that. It could have been David Griffin, that he comes in and has full control, full control to make all the decisions. Jed York from the Niners saw this, that he couldn't get it right. He couldn't get the decisions right. And I think, ironically, both teams in New York are at this point now on the football side where Chris Johnson, maybe he leaves it up to Joe Douglas to be this guy, but he has to say, you know what, I I just don't really know how to hire the right people, so I'm going to sit on the sidelines and let them control it and be a supportive owner. Bob Kraft is the most supportive owner. He has no say in football, almost at all, mm. Antonio Brown, things aside. And the Giants are, are getting to this point, too, where John Mara was apparently fuming over the loss on Sunday to the Jets. And I think the Giants are actually getting to a point, which is probably a little bit of egg on their face because they're a football family, getting to the point where he has to step back and let somebody else come in, clean house completely, right. keep the quarterback and the running back, maybe those couple of draft picks from this year defensively, and then everybody else can go find work somewhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it's you got two things at work here. You've got a you got Mills, the president, is leaking or somebody is leaking his unha- you know trying to make Fisdale the scapegoat. But then you've got somebody leaking that Mills ain't even safe if Ujiri is if you know if Masai Ujiri is on the he radar. Be, that means that means you're out. So like yeah, right. how yeah, many you're the politics yourself, in that office? Yeah. Exactly. Like somebody's leaking all this information. It's beyond and it's multiple sources. It can't be. It's not one guy like Mills isn't going to tell everyone that. Yeah, we're trying to find my replacement. I, 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 can't, I, I can't I can't agree. It's it's exasperating to talk about because I, who knows? They're probably all looking out for their own behinds because maybe they've all been threatened. So I'm they're thinking, trying to point yeah. fingers. Uh, at the other guy, I, I still think it's not the right way to go about it, but mm-hmm. I, I just can't believe that there was an expectation that this would be a playoff team or, or something even close to it. You and I talked about that number, which is around 27, and I was like, yeah, I think they can get there. I, they won right. 17 games last year. I think R.J. Barrett could account for another 10 wins, but now with Give all this some stuff, time. Yep. now with all this stuff going on, they have no chance. They should just Zero. lose the most games. They should just lose the yep. most games again. Because it's the only way they can build the team now anyway. No free agents will come here. We just saw this. Mm-hmm. None of them. Mm-hmm. None of the good yep. ones. All due yep. respect to Julius Randle and everybody else, Marcus Morris, none of the none of the ones that are going to put you over the top or make you a much better team want to come here. They went to Brooklyn. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, anyway, so that's makes it. On no this. sense. Uh, makes no sense. And what do you what do you leave in Fisdale at? You've given the guy crap to work with, and what do you like? What do you want him to do here? He'll go somewhere. Not else his and fault. Make them a the free team. agents didn't want to come in there. He'll go like, somewhere it's else. Not his fault. Better team. Yep. Right. Absolutely. He'll just end up doing that. So, which is frustrating, because he's a guy that yep. I like, and and players like. Now, mm-hmm. some people are speculating, and I I would imagine I know where the speculation is driven from that he promised that he was tight with guys and he could get them to come in here and play in New York. Well, that didn't happen. And if you want to put it on the coach, you're crazy because it's not his job. Right. It can be an an ancillary part of his job, but that's not really his job. If you want the coach to be a full-time recruiter, then 
you got issues. You've got issues. Yeah. That should be your organization well, doing it. So then make him the GM. I mean, that's right. it. Right. Why well, have somebody look over him? Yeah. Anyway, uh, so that's it. That's my soapbox on the Knicks. I could probably go on longer, but we should give Trey Young a lot of credit. Twitter was on yes. NBA Twitter was on fire last night with how good Trey Young was. Uh, I caught bits and pieces of that performance. Uh, Hawks uh, only four and four and six right now, but he drops 42, eight of 13 from three and 11 assists. Mm-hmm. So Trey Young really, after those first couple of two and a half rough months last season, over the course mm-hmm. of the last calendar year, Trey Young has really stepped it up as a, an NBA star. He showed flashes of it at the end of last year, guys. And, you know, this was going to be a year we thought we would see some progression uh, in him where he'd really start to be the leader of this team and guys would rally around. To, at least that's what they hoped. But I don't think anybody thought the first month of the season is what we'd be seeing. The difference between him on the court and off the court, and we had a chance to see that with his injury uh, when he was here in Miami, missed a couple. Of, it's it's night and day. I mean, he is the heart and soul of the Atlanta Hawks right now. And more nights like last night, 42, 42 points, 8 of 11, like those are very possible each and every night he's on the court right now. Yeah. Uh, last, last thing on the NBA, because we're going to talk about an interesting uh, story that Joe and I both read recently related to high school sports. LeBron giving Anthony Davis credit for playing hurt. Oh, uh, hilarious. I... <laughs> I, I, it's a, just not a good sign. I don't nope. want him to be hurt already. You yep. know what I mean? Then the load management's Ooh. really going to kick in. My shoulder. Ooh. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, patting each other on the back. Oh, they're 8 mm-hmm. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest price. Prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. 
800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Attention business owners. Now is the perfect time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. We can give you packages with up to 90 great channels and save your business a ton of cash. And if you call right now, you can learn how to get free equipment and free installation. Now you have choices. It's time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. And call today and get 90 channels plus free equipment and free installation. Smart business owners like you all across the country are consolidating and saving money on their cable TV, internet, and phone service for their business. So now's the perfect time. This may be a limited time offer to the first 100 people that call right now. So please save money and call now. 800 470 7113 800-470-7113 800-470-7113 That's 800-470-7113 is The most accurate projections in NBA DFS plus you'll get lineup alerts breaking news, late swap support and much more. You can save 10% now on winning NBA DFS advice using the promo code DUNK. That's dailyroto.com forward slash DUNK. Dailyroto.com forward slash DUNK. Get your 10% off now. And remember that dailyroto.com, it's where millionaires are made. So taking a little bit of a departure into uh, normal coverage, we obviously focus on pro sports and uh, everything else and the, and the lines and, and everything else that you need associated with it. We talk college and with Jerry Palm earlier, but I came across this story, which is really fascinating. Um, mm. And Joe and I both read it yesterday. <laughs> and so I'm not, I was not intimately familiar with it before yesterday. Steve Politi of NJ.com wrote an article about a lawsuit that's occurring in Somerset County, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, civil docket number L-000629-15. It's been going on for years, and I'll read it just how Steve Politi set it up because he did a really nice job of painting the picture. Um, The defendant's name is John Souk, high Mm -hmm. school baseball coach and teacher. Uh, And the the attacks intensify when Souk takes the witness stand to defend himself on a split-second decision he made seven years earlier. He's accused of taking a reckless course of action that showed a callous disregard for another person's safety. He sounds like an awful person. Mm. Then you remember what Souk did to end up here. He instructed a player. He was coaching during a junior varsity baseball game to slide. Not into an active mm. volcano, not into a shark tank, into third base. So what happened is he instructed a player during a relatively comfortable lead in a game, 6 nothing game, a freshman baseball player that had hit a double over the outfielder's head. He's running into third mm-hmm. base. The coach tells him to slide. And unfortunately, what happens to the kid is he suffers severe injuries as a result of the slide. A major ankle injury, which led to multiple surgeries over the course of the next few years. It ended his athletic career. There was actually a point at which amputation was discussed. It just, Mm. unfortunately, you felt for the kid greatly, but it resulted in a lawsuit uh, that 
really put into question at one point what is the coach's responsibility during the game and how much will they be held accountable for things that happen during the course of a baseball contest, softball contest, whatever it might be. So it, it really, people were thinking it could be a benchmark case in high school athletics and youth sports across the country. Drove me crazy. I, as I was reading and I was getting more and more aggravated, Mike, as I was uh, reading this story that this coach even had to go through this. And by the way, just to put it in perspective, it was going to be a bang-bang play. So it wasn't like he was telling the kid to slide and the ball was still in the outfield. Like he was, you know, he was doing the whole like you've seen a million third base coach do, you know, in uh, in your lifetime where, you know, get down and telling him which side to go. It just was an unfortunate accident made even worse by the fact that it had to be dragged in through the court system where somehow eight people on a jury are supposed to convict a guy of being reckless by telling a junior high school, a, uh, a junior varsity player to slide into third base on a bang, bang play. It's beyond infuriating. I feel terrible for what happened to the kid, but it's beyond infuriating that this is the point we are at here in society. So that, so that you hit on the most important point, it, it ends up being a no-win situation, right? This poor kid, Jake uh, yep. Messar, Sorry if I'm pronouncing his name wrong. Um, he's a 15-year-old freshman on a junior varsity team. He was expected to be a potential standout baseball player. Um, mm -hmm. but it was like his first or second game ever playing. Um, and April 4th, 2012 is when it happened. He's now a senior mm -hmm. or junior or senior at Rutgers. Um, he had to go through this awful litany of surgeries, obviously faced with amputation at one point. Um he still, I believe, has to wear a brace on his ankles, and he's got major scars and, and everything else. It's It ended up being a debilitating injury. But mm -hmm. the defense really went after this coach, who yeah. at the time was 23 years old. He's now 30. He's had this <laughs> hanging over him his whole life. He was never going to be in a position where he had to owe a dime. But this was a seven-figure lawsuit potentially going to be levied on the school system because he wasn't properly trained, or he wasn't he wasn't right. uh, he wasn't properly trained on uh, he didn't properly train the kids how to slide. He's using his judgment through his years as a baseball player to decide when to tell the kid to slide. Now, the jury went back and forth, hung jury, uh, and ends up finding it in his favor. I think there'll be some. I think this was an appeal. So I don't know if there's any more recourse for the family, but mm -hmm. the father of the kid was really still angry about it. He felt his mm -hmm. son's life was ruined and that nobody was held accountable for it. And as a dad, I actually understand that. I'm sympathetic to that. However, I just don't think there's any blame in this case. Mm. Um, sometimes accidents can go without any real explanation. Right? right. It doesn't mean that you have to get your pound of flesh from the coach, from the school system, monetarily, everything else. Um, if they incurred massive medical bills, I would imagine that there's insurance related to him being in school, being on, uh, you know, being on some sort of school activity that would have helped to cover that. Um, I, I don't know what to say. The kid's athletic career was ruined. But mm -hmm. I can't I can't know that he's the next Mike Trout, for example. 
Yeah. But you know what? It's like you said, unfortunately, it's not always his fault, her fault, it's fault, that's fault. And I understand the dad's perspective. He wants somebody to pay. I mean, he's had to obviously he's had to deal with the suffering that his uh, that his child has had to deal with ever since. But. You know, that's just not blaming the coach. And I think the coach was just a way to get through the administration. That's which is even worse because, I, you know, no way could you possibly think that this coach coaching a baseball game, 23, telling a kid to slide as he's trying to stretch out a double. There's just you're you're it's not about the coach. You want the school. You want the bigger. But you're going through this guy. You know, you're ruining this guy for seven years as well in order to be able to get your pound of flesh. That's an even worse message than what happened originally here, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I I, I think that's really where, I, and I'm not trying to come down hard on anybody on this. I no, just think that it sucks. Yeah, it really sucks. I mean, I, I think that's, in fact, that's even mentioned in the article. That's really mm. what it comes down to. And, and to give you a sense of what he went through, specialist for special surgery in Manhattan uh, found post-traumatic arthritis and signs of necrosis, which means the bone was dying. So he had to be fit. He needed additional surgeries injecting stem cells into his ankle fit with an external fixator a stabilizing frame to keep the bones properly positioned and, and like this has all happened he's still only 22 years old this is still yeah, an he, ongoing thing for him he's trying to argue that a, a guy you pay him eight thousand dollars extra which is what teachers make to coach sports right yeah. you're paying a guy eight thousand dollars and he doesn't know what the hell he's doing he's just taking the job for the extra money that was their that's where they were coming at that this guy was somehow ill-prepared to be a coach of a baseball team, and he was making his son slide when he didn't have to slide. So that's the basis of what he's going on, that the school is at fault because you gave this guy $8,000 to coach a team in a sport he knows nothing and that about. He didn't care, right, and that he didn't care about the kids, so he just told him to slide, and he wasn't paying attention, and, and he, that's what caused this debilitating injury. I which, played a lot of uh, baseball in my life. Um, I have never had a situation where I slid – because I didn't know that I was going to slide. Because I was well aware if I'm rounding second base, I know there's going to be a play at third. Chances are I'm sliding whether I'm told not to or anyway, Mike. I mean, that's yeah. the game of baseball. Yeah. I don't need the third base coach to know anything other than get the hell out of my way. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you can get decoyed and all that kind of stuff. And that can cause him to question maybe the integrity of the opposing player that's decoying you when there's yes. no play. Uh, there, if you got hurt on something like that, I can understand somebody being pretty ticked off. But in this instance, you know, it should have been a normal slide. It just didn't end up that way. And I think it really the reason that it was such a critical case in the legal system is that it really could put volunteerism in jeopardy or people volunteer oh, yeah. people trying to be coaches in <laughs> yep. jeopardy because they'd be at risk of facing their own lawsuit. At yep. present, I uh, my son's six years old. At present, I've coached him for baseball, t-ball, really, and basketball. Um, and I don't, I wouldn't really want stuff like that hanging over my head. There's already people that just don't want to do it because they don't want to deal with parents and they don't want to deal with schedules and all that kind of stuff. And I understand that. And I, I have my own thoughts on it as well, which um, I don't mind volunteering right now. Uh, I don't know how much longer I'd do it. I feel comfortable doing it in baseball. Realistically, I didn't, I, I didn't play organized hoops really at any significant level, so I think I'd hand that off pretty soon. While they're six years old, I think I can handle it. But you know, 
to, to think that there would be something else like this potentially hanging over my head has me saying, you know what, you guys can have it. Like I, I already got parents yelling at me and I'm dealing with perhaps inept umpires and getting in arguments with other coaches. I, I just don't want to deal with the fact that somebody might sue me because they think I, I didn't teach somebody the pick and roll properly. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's and again, we're not talking. This isn't little league where everybody has to make the team. It's it's JV. It's high school guys. It's you know, he's on that team because he's at least got some sort of skills to play baseball. Yeah, beyond me. We've got Bobby Valentine next former Major League Baseball manager. He's the athletic director at Sacred Heart University right now. But he's going to come talk about this Astro situation with us next on the grid. Keep it locked right here. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com, proudly made in America. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car? Car repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all. Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. Lose weight now. Go to fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called TheBestDate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at TheBestDate100.com. That's TheBestDate100.com. One more time, TheBestDate100.com.
Sports Grid TV back. Thanks for keeping it locked on the grid. We're here with Bobby Valentine, former Major League Baseball manager, uh, talking about the Astros' uh, investigation that will commence with Major League Baseball. Uh, first of all, Bobby, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. You're here with Mike and Joe. Hi, Mike and Joe. Good to be with you. So, obviously, the Astros are in some hot water right now. They're going to be compliant with this investigation. Uh, but to set a base level on it, I would imagine, with your vast experience, you would know that or you could give us some insight as to what sign stealing sort of means to you in a nutshell. Huh. Oh, it means to me that it's part of the game. Um, you know, back in 1951 when the Giants stole the pennant, supposedly they had the same system. Can you imagine in 51 they had a binoculars and <laughs> In the outfield, they were signaling to the hitter. Here it is 70 years later, and we're still talking about the same thing. You know, I played in the 70s. I I gave as many signs as I could from second base to my buddies if I was able to steal a sign from the catcher, you know. Uh, I coached in the 80s when I was at third base. If I could uh, see something that the catcher was doing, I gave it to, you know, the the hitters of the New York Mets for for years. Um you know, I was uh, a manager in, in the 80s, and uh, uh, God knows, you know, the, the stories of uh, Hawk Harrelson pushing the button underneath the the uh, scorer's table and lighting up the, the lights in Comiskey Park. Uh, you know, I mean, it goes on and on. I managed in the 90s. I installed cameras right beside my dugout that uh, – film my hitters and my pitchers for evaluation and oh what the third base coach was in the view at times and the manager was in the view at times and sure i bought this the sony printer that uh, printed out 16 different um, images so i could uh, see the sequence of signs and and try to uh, steal steal the signs from whomever it was but you know i was i was short-handed it was tough to do that in one series um you know, then I went to Japan, and they were stealing signs in Japan. So what did they do there? They they changed signs every day, uh, and they changed signs during the game. Uh, it's It really is part of the game. And to think that the Astros are the only ones doing this is an absolute joke. It's a mockery. It's uh, it's an embarrassment to anyone's intelligence to, to think in 2019 that uh, – Heck, I, I managed a team in, in the 2000s where they had a, a whole control room. It looked like Nassau. There were cameras all over the park. Uh, I happened to happen to find that room and didn't get to use them the year I was managing, but they were actually obviously in play the year before I got there and maybe even the year after. So, um, you know, once again, to think that uh, this, is, this is just the Astros because they are a little ahead of the game, I think is is just a joke. Yeah, Bobby, I find it amazing. You know, I played uh, played Division One baseball, played in the minors. If if only it was that. If I knew the curveball was coming, Bobby, I I could be in the pros right now, man. I had no idea that by me knowing the guy was going to throw an off speed pitch somehow or another, that was going to help me hit it. Oh well, yeah, but uh, obviously, you know, the the idea of uh, picking up the pitch from the pitcher, you know, because he did something uh, that gave it away. He was always an advantage hitter, uh, no doubt about that. And the pitchers for years have been, 
you know, trying to do things that would camouflage whatever it is that the, the hitter was seeing. Um, you know, I remember doing a study uh, over in Australia, and 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 we did we did it with the serves of uh, professional uh, tennis players, you know, and and it, it turned out that they were giving away, you know, the direction of the serve before the ball was even hit. So, yeah, th- that you can use technology to give someone a little uh, an edge is probably against the rules, but. Um, you know, to to be so lame as to have your signs being picked up by another team in today's world, I think is is even a greater sin than than stealing them. What's interesting about it is that now clearly Mike Byers and and some anonymous players have confirmed that this was a system in place, and uh, the Astros are sort of caught red-handed. But I, to your point, maybe the other 29 teams are doing the exact same thing or, or similar system. I just think what's interesting about it is that during the coverage of the Major League Baseball playoffs, this was talked about on air, on TBS, on Fox. They, David Ortiz talked about it, and they, it was known that the Astros absolutely try to get an edge by trying to take signs. Now, the electronic piece is what it seems has taken it to another level only because Rob Manfred had laid out the law that – we don't want people doing that. But nobody said during the playoffs that they had a problem with it. Well, again, the problem is that, that um, you know, whoever's signs were being stolen weren't sophisticated enough to, uh, to camouflage them or, even, or mm-hmm. even have the guy think it was the other pitch and have him fooled on the swing. Uh, you know, every time you saw a pitcher um, – a runner get on base or, or uh, a new inning start. You saw the pitcher looking into his hat. He was looking into his hat because in his hat, there was this change of sequence. There was something in there that tipped that um, uh, gave the pitcher the knowledge of what the catcher was changing the signs to. Uh, if you change the signs enough, there's no chance of anyone picking up uh, on the signs. And, um, you know, you know, guys are making a lot of money now. They could spend a little time uh, figuring out uh, with their catcher what signs to use so that the, the, the bad guys don't pick it up. Bobby, I got to ask, because to me, the, the whole thing cracks me up from the standpoint of if this was the Marlins, would anybody be talking about this right now? Uh, if it was the Detroit Tigers or the Baltimore Orioles, I mean, would anybody really care? Or is it just because we're talking about an Astros team that went to the World Series two out of the last three years, happened to win in 2017? I mean, you still got to execute, but you can know everything there is the need to know. You still got to put the damn bat on the ball, don't you? Oh, absolutely so. Um, now, of course, it, you know, you could take – if it's an off-speed pitch and only swing when it's not an off-speed pitch, that that gives a little advantage to the hitter. But uh, I, I agree. I think it is that uh, you know they're going after the Astros, trying to make an example of the Astros. They're they're supposedly the most technologically savvy uh, team out there, but um, uh, I, I'm guaranteeing you it's not the creation of the Astros and. Um, if it's not all the teams doing it, for sure it's um, uh, the uh, t- the teams that uh, have all known about it and gone 
you know, players change teams, coaches change teams, managers change teams, mm-hmm. general managers change teams. Now, I would suspect that if if a team is doing it, uh, they try to keep it within uh, a small group of people, that it's not the entire team that knows it because the guy who gets released is not happy about the fact <laughs> well, this is what that happened. he gets released and he's probably yeah. going to – right? This is precisely what happened. Mike uh, Byers was not happy with the way he, he was released, and now he so is the central figure in this yeah. investigation. Yeah, um, I guess it's Mike, but it's not Mike. It's it's everyone, you know, who is complicit if it's really that big of a problem. And, um, you know, if, if in fact, uh, you know, Major League Baseball is being serious about this, this thing. And, you know, when the Red Sox had the, the watches that uh, they were <laughs> supposedly the Apple watches that they were they were getting mm-hmm. stuff from. Um, you know, I mean, they'd go into the uh, Fenway Park. They they'd find the the command center. They'd shut it down. They take pictures of it. They'd make an example of it, or or wherever it was that they've caught people in the past. Um, you know, they, this is just now a story be, that kind uh, of gives baseball some legs here in the winter time. I think, and um, um, you know, to, to make it seem like it's a mortal sin. I think is um, Tom Foolery. Would you would you limit it in any way? Would would you put any rules in place to limit it? it? Yeah, yeah. Can you limit I mean, it? <laughs> limit it. We have we we have we <laughs> we have uh, uh, touch pads in the dugout. Yeah. You know, yeah. you have uh, every every new stadium is being wired so that you could bet on every pitch as it's coming before it's being pitched. Uh, I mean, I don't know how you can control um, you know that that type of um, situation other than, uh, you know, making it a little more sophisticated on the other end so they can't steal the signs. It's not that difficult. Believe me, it's not that difficult to to have a system that cannot be, can't, you know, cannot be uh, uh, stolen. I, I remember going into Kaminsky Park back in those 80s when I heard about the signs being changed and, um I just did like an odd and even numbered uniform. So the hitter who was hitting, if he was an odd number, you know, it was a certain set of signs. And if it was an even number, it was an, another set of signs. And you know what? Some of the pitchers, uh, you know, didn't want to do it. They didn't think they, they had the capacity to to actually do that. So they went with um, just a straight set of signs and grand slams were hit. So <laughs> Yeah, you know, you got to just figure out, um, you know, how to play the game. And and because the first instance of this dates back to the 50s, as I mentioned, and it's gone through the decades and it's been part of the game through the decades, um, you know, to, to all of a sudden make it seem like there's something new and wonderful about this, I, I think is, <laughs> is it's insulting and stuff. <laughs> some respect exactly it's just (laughs) it's not (laughs) it really and and you know bobby real quick here how much you mentioned it how much of the partnership now with sports betting and the casinos the last thing baseball wants is to have the optics make it seem like there's an integrity problem with this game correct oh well well i think that's true and i think that's a bridge that needs to be crossed and it needs to be that that bridge has to have a really strong foundation 
uh, moving mm. forward. But that's what it is. So yep. let's not let's not kid anyone and say, okay, you know, Major League Baseball is not allowed to use technology, and who knows what technology of 2021 is going to bring. <laughs> and you know, how, how do you make a rule against something that you don't even know <clears throat> what it's going what it's going to be? So I think the best way. Uh, to combat this thing is to say that all the teams are now smart enough to to put in devices uh, within their own systems that are, yep. are not going to to uh, jeopardize the integrity of the team uh, and and of the game. I mean, you're not going to get uh, 800 players to come in and raise their right hand and swear that they're they're not <laughs> going to try to get. Yeah, I think that's been proven over the course of time yeah. that they're not going right. to they're not going to do that. Uh, again, they tried is, that. I think. Oh, no. yes. Yeah. Again, this is uh, Bobby. Last one. Right. Last one before you go. Do you have a problem yeah. with Mike Fires uh, coming public and sort of uh, outing his old teammates, his old organization? You know, once again, um, that that's the old. You know what what you see in Vegas stays in Vegas. Uh, I, I think in the world that we're living in, transparency is probably the, the best thing uh, that that we can have. And I, I don't have a problem with him outing it uh, because, you know, it is what it is. And it's not, in my opinion, it just isn't that big a deal. Great stuff. Thanks, Bobby. That's Bobby Valentine, former MLB manager, current director of athletics Thanks, at Sacred Heart University. Thanks again, Bobby. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Joe and I will be right back on The Grid after this. Do you use the blue pill to charge your sex life? Have you been thinking about trying the blue pill? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save 